Hey, thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. We just want to say right now, before we start this episode, uh, we tell jokes about suicide, suicidal thoughts, and depression on this show. Uh, they can get real dark. And that's because we've been there, and it's how we cope with it. We hope it'll help you. It's not because we think suicide is a joke or that it would be funny if anyone committed suicide. So please just know that going into this show. And if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts or want to commit suicide, don't do it and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline right now. The number is 1-800-273-TALK. They're always there. They will talk to you. They know what you're going through. They will hear you. Please stay here with us on Earth. We're glad you're alive and enjoy the show. You know just what to do when I look at you and I don't want to go. They call me on the phone and won't leave me alone when I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. Uh, the podcast? Straight up, dude. Straight up. Wait, are we recording now? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And cool. this is when I don't want to be doing the podcast. Okay. Everything before the podcast was super fun. We mm-hmm. were having a great time. But now it's not fun. And then we had to get it in the zone. And podcast zone. Podcast zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were saying your voice is fucked up? Yeah, I've been smoking way too much weed, mm-hmm. and uh, which is my own fault, my own bad. Uh huh. And uh, it's just like my throat is now this like country music singer low. I sucked a man off in Reno just to watch him come. Yeah, it's just like I, I mean, it's very sexy. It's very sexy. I sucked a man off in Reno. <laughs> Just to oh, eat his cum. Yeah. <laughs> I've come everywhere, man. I've come everywhere. I, and it was a combination of smoking pot, but also sometimes my voice gets really loose when I smoke pot, and I just was singing to myself because my girlfriend's out of town, so I've just been singing full register like music here for no reason. And this is actually a perfect time to remind everyone to register to vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go! Like the register of my voice, register like, to vote. Yeah, exactly. Same it. word. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know about politics. Same word. Yeah. If you think about registering to vote, it's also like a voice register. I um, so anyway, vote for Trump. <laughs> I do need to check. I am pretty fucking awful because I heard I heard they've been like expunging a lot of people. Off of what? Uh, like registration S- roll calls. So I might not be registered. You might not be. Did you check? I didn't check. You gotta check, man. <laughs> you gotta check. <laughs> you gotta check, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go and check, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's the big thing. Is like they're just doing all this weird shit like across the country. Damn. People are finding out that they're no longer registered. Damn. You know, it's not like a big, uh, you know, midterm election is coming up or anything, you know. Yeah, no, no, that not a, at all in an opportunity. time. It wouldn't at all time. be like, you know, the fate of the rest of the next 10 years. Jesus Christ. On, uh, it's midterm. It's funny. I think the difference between this episode and last <laughs> week is so extreme. We're Because we recorded last week's episode the day before the Kavanaugh hearing. 
And now we're recording like a few days after the Kavanaugh hearing, and I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I just watched that whole thing. I've come so many times. I just could not. I just yeah, jerked I, I off the whole time. Dude, it was so inter- such a mix of emotions watching that because like it was we are a tired nation from that. <laughs> but and I was just so mad. But also like Christine Blasey Ford is far and away the most impressive human being I've ever watched on TV. I was just like, this yeah. person is incredible. And I've seen the X-Men on TV. Yeah, so totally. So she's more impressive. And I don't know if you know much about the X-Men, but they can like lift <laughs> big stuff. <laughs> Some, Some of them. them have sharp nails. Yeah, <laughs> totally. One of them, if they touch you, it's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who just saw the X-Men but he can't explain it to the people he's like no it's crazy this guy was really strong somebody had sharp nails and one guy if he touched you you're just like <laughs> this one, there's this one lady and she yells dude and it's crazy when this she one, yells this one girl when she's, around, when she's around the weather is just shitty it's like <laughs> shitty bad weather, weather. She's, she's like weather girl and then but, uh, but it's always bad weather you there's think another girl who's like I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're thinking. Like, Shut up, bitch. <laughs> the thing about weather lady is like, I feel like if you're going to be a super weather lady, why wouldn't sometimes you just make it sunny? <laughs> That's a pretty good point, man. That is a good point. Why is storm called storm and not sunshine? Yeah, why totally. Why is she being such a piece good of weather shit? day, huh? <laughs> it's always fucking hurricanes and rain with you, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you Hey, I have an idea Weather asshole Why don't you make Global warming stop Huh? And then everything Will be fine And we'll stop fracking mm, That's true Why don't you stop fracking With your weather Huh? <laughs> hey everybody Welcome to Suicide Buddies <laughs> It's about X-Men uh, This is a mental health Comedy podcast Where we talk a lot About dumb shit But we also talk about Depression and mental health And we talk about A suicide in history Every week Yeah Which we'll be getting to We're later. two comedians Who have dealt with Suicidal thoughts a lot And we like to share Our really weird perspective On that <laughs> with you Hopefully make you feel Better about it uh, And speaking of which uh, Follow us at Buddies Pod on Twitter But I want to say Something really quick About our Facebook group uh, Oh yeah Which you should join it's facebook.com slash groups slash suicide buddies i um hampton and i can't uh <laughs> dip in there that much and so like a week or two went by and i didn't look at the facebook group mm-hmm. like when it first i think it was two weeks ago that we first started it posted publish yeah it was like nothing boom <laughs> <laughs> It's like we started our own Facebook inside of Facebook. Yeah, dude. This is very exclusive club. Um, so the first like few days it existed, I looked a lot, and then I didn't look, and there were like a hundred members, and then I didn't look at it for I think just a week, and um, I posted about this yesterday. Uh, I just went away for one week, and I came back, and there are like three hundred and fifty members because we it's a closed group, but we made it so anyone in the group can add people, and we encourage you to add each other, and like. After just one week, I looked and it had turned into. I'm. Not, this is not hyperbole. <laughs> one of the most wonderful things I've ever seen on the internet, and I'm not. I'm not being facetious. Because have you seen Bang Bros? <laughs> <laughs> You're literally gonna say that. Okay, check it out. I've got a computer right here. This is fuck. Dude, you can you're gonna, beat you're off. Gonna, you're gonna lose your mind. Check this out. <laughs> um, they're bros and they bang. No, dude. I'm. I'm serious. Like. It's literally just people who listen to the podcast posting about the show or yeah. sharing like 
Hey, everybody, I'm having a really tough week with suicidal thoughts. Do you have any recommendations? Can you share any stories? Or people like posting stories of other people yeah. and then sharing their feelings on that. It's truly just 350 people taking care of each other, mm-hmm. suggesting music, episodes of this show and other shows to listen to, truly hearing each other. I am so touched by how you all are treating each other and treating the show online I'm not kidding. Thank you so much. I've shown it to other comedians. <laughs> I It's been so positive. Yeah, that's it's a, just positive and it's, caring. It's, it's not, just caring. Yeah, it's not so much nihilism as I thought it would be. But I will say also, you know, it's very positive right now. But eventually the black hand, Hampton, will yeah. make his presence known throughout these forums, subtly guiding people into our death cult. I did... <laughs> dip in today and look and Hampton had posted a picture of Kavanaugh with a fart joke and I was like well somebody reposted me I didn't do that well there also are that's the great thing about it there's also people posting a bunch of stupid fucking jokes yeah yeah but it's all like overall caring because the internet drives me crazy and it's just so cool to see people being great I told Kyle Ayers who's a really good friend of ours and uh or at least mine I don't know maybe (laughs) you don't like him but uh Really good friend of mine, and um, Kyle puts on airs. Also, I I do his podcast a lot. It's called Never Seen It. You should oh, listen yeah, to it. Amazing. It's great. But I told him, and Kyle cannot stop joking, and he's always saying dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I literally I showed him, and he goes, "This is incredible. This is amazing. Oh my god, that's just <laughs> this is just wonderful." <laughs> yeah. Like to make comedians not cynical is a truly impressive thing. That's true. Uh, yeah. Also, it'd be really weird if he was like, "That's gay. this is garbage." <laughs> yeah, <he'd> yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, like if he was just a complete shithead about it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you if you're interested, check it out. If you don't, that's totally cool. Yeah, no Respect, worries. Uh, you know, uh, respect. There's lots of there's lots of ways to check us out, but we're of course happy. There are lots of ways to check us out. Oh, also, I really appreciate all the emails people have been sending us at buddies, buddies, buddies at Gmail, like of suggestions of suicides or just oh, yeah. things to talk about. Somebody suggested um, I want to do like broader episodes in a sense, mm-hmm. like where maybe just like God. <laughs> A Godversation. Who, by the way, is dead just like punk. <laughs> Godzilla is dead, so says Nietzschezilla. Um, <laughs> Godzilla there is no versus- Godzilla. <laughs> but he just destroyed my city. No, he doesn't exist. Nah. nah. <laughs> More like Cityzilla. What are we talking about? What are? Who am I talking to right now? <laughs> what is this? He's alone. Who? Where am I? I'm alone. More like I'm alone, Zilla. Oh, but like, you know, well, we did have an episode on the Patreon that was like, <laughs> where we? I feel like we can do broader subjects, but say for this podcast, somebody wrote us about like um, soldier like statistics of, oh, of deaths. And I've been thinking that we definitely need to a do a soldier that. suicide episode. It's yeah. Yeah. apparently it's a lot higher than the average person. <laughs> it's so high. So, yeah. Totally. But it also might be a little bit misrepresented. So that's the thing is I was looking into those uh like, I don't know, just websites about it and shit. And there's some conflicting. Yeah. Data, so well, let's represent it. I also <laughs> want to do something about Native American uh, suicides. Oh, wow. There's like an epidemic going there. Just kind of like every place where there's like a weird epidemic. Sure. Going on. I'm done with that. Yeah. You know, just not a straight white dude. I fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Well, honestly, I think if we want to be fair in representation, we should do soldiers and Native Americans. And then we should do a straight white guy episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Those are the that's three people. What's fair? <laughs> we should be fair and balanced. 
<laughs> here at the Suicide Isn't Factor. Isn't funny that that's all Fox News has to do is just say that they're fair and balanced? No, that's not funny at all. <laughs> like, you're just like, well, in, in what way? <laughs> Dude. I'm just fair. I'm, I'm balanced. And I'm I think fair. it was you that was, that was saying one of those on a previous is... episode that like, real news leans liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's like, hey, if you, <laughs> if you express any opinion yeah. about something being bad, you're immediately considered liberal. <laughs> they well, can be like, like, well, we need the other side. Well, it's like <laughs> just, journalism is a way to fight against like powerful structures that like, you know, the average person doesn't right. have much insight to. So it's this way for you to actually Right, if you're have reporting on the establishment, democracy. you're like pretty yeah. immediately considered so, to be a liberal <laughs> rag. Yeah, so what are they going to be reporting on? Uh, a company that's been poisoning people? Yeah. Or a government that's letting down some people? Right. Or are they going to report on like, you know, some dude getting in a fist fight with his neighbor or some bullshit, you know? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I hope they do all of it. <laughs> it's all news. I've always said that it's World Star equal. deserves a news channel. <laughs> World Star is my news, man. Dude, me too, man. I want to know who's getting punched. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to know who's mad at their girl. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I do well, like uh, the videos also where sometimes yeah, a guy will break up with his girlfriend on World Star. I've never seen any of those. Those are pretty good. I don't like videos like that because because um, I don't you know I think people should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Storm's not on World Star Hip Hop, dude. Uh, or I, she is actually. Sorry, I reversed that because she is negative. So Storm's always on World Star Hip Hop. Yeah, X Men needs a good witch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of only having an evil witch, man. Well, Hampton. You know, I was thinking about a question somebody posted up on uh, the Facebook, oh, yeah? which I had accidentally posted on my own timeline, and I meant to post it on the Suicide Buddies <laughs> forum, but I just fucked up my first try. Nice. Yeah, nice. That's pretty good. Um, what what music do you listen to when you're um, depressed? Oh. And I think there's varying answers to this, I feel. Sure. Well, people are different. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just one thing. Like Sometimes like when I'm like, I want to embrace depression right. is different than when I want to get out of it. Right. Or sometimes it's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wonder a lot. It's like a chicken egg thing at a certain point. Uh, very often I'll be like, at the beginning of a depression, I'll want to listen to sad music. But then after a while, listening to that sad music, I, I'm like, wait, am I listening to this because I'm sad? Or is this music keeping me sad? <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've said that hip-hop really is, like, a great way to get out of it. Totally. Because it's usually just about, like, believing in yourself. Totally. <laughs> Even if it's through the artist who's, you know, performing in the Some song. modern... There's a bunch of modern hip-hop, too, that's just really kind of, like, sweet and hopeful. Like, Chance the Rapper, I've been listening to a lot lately, sure. and it, like, pulls me out of sadness. Uh yeah. Yeah. He's Sorry, the best. I, I started noticing Aristotle getting super excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chance the Yell it out, dude. Also, I forgot to bring you that hat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He has a three hat from Chance the Rapper's third mixtape, and he's going to give it to me, apparently. So he's the third Chance the Rapper. Yes. <laughs> Chance the Rapper is a lot like Andrew W.K. <laughs> he was made in a factory. He was made in a bunker underneath. He was made in NORAD. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the first two died. 
Because you can't get it right the first time, not with a rapper. Oh, it sucks, man, trying to make a rapper. Yeah, you go through dude. so many. <laughs> yeah. I like a house that's just a bunch of Chance the Rappers. Like, it's Multiplicity, that movie, and they're all just wearing hats with different numbers on it. <laughs> Everybody listen to me. I'm number three. <laughs> There's one I'm in charge. Really, really dumb Chance the Rapper. Yeah, all right. We all know number six is basically borderline <laughs> retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's got to listen to me One and two are fucked off They're gone They're dead Hey you guys don't want a problem with me <laughs> You're not going to want a problem with me Okay he gets one song He gets We're going to give that one one song <laughs> And it's the biggest song Do you guys Ooh. like references? <laughs> That would be such a good intro on stage. <laughs> Y'all like references because I'm on do that. Um, well, before we get started with the suicide this week, I just want to address the shelf in the room. <laughs> Fuck, you. <laughs> Fuck you. I have an unconstructed uh, bookcase that's like, it's like the skeleton of it. It's uh, yeah, it's a skeleton of it, and it, it's been here for like three weeks. At least it was here I think our it's last two weeks. Well, okay. That's fine. Hey, I'm not a number like, three. I'm a number two. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't do that to Chance the Rapper. That's true. I wouldn't. Well, I really like his music. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a three. Three all day. That's what I would say to him. And he'd be like, who are you? And then I'd go to jail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak into Chance the Rapper's house and take all of his hats and add an 11 after the three. <laughs> <laughs> Change. Hey, Chance. Hey, Chance. What's your favorite band, man? <laughs> Hey, what's your... What's, Ooh, fuck you! Are you all mixed up? Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I like to give Hampton shit for the um, unconstructed shelf that's been here for two weeks. Well, you like to come original. That's true. You always make fun of me for the things I'm most sensitive about. <laughs> Are you truly sensitive about the shelf? Because no, I'll stop. not at all. I fuck up. I mean, clearly it's my own fault. Like, clearly. You look at that and you go, wow, that guy is not trying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's Well, what's really funny is that it's almost built. I feel like... Yeah. Well, okay. If I can back up a little bit in my defense, these instructions are maybe the most difficult fucking company. I keep ordering shit from them. I, that took me, like, months. The um, the TV stand? The TV stand thing took it's me forever. It's a small TV stand. We'll it's post so photos. Small. We'll post really interesting photos of all this. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. Anyway, so the problem was when I built this part of the skeleton, I was afraid that one of the wood things that I drilled in, I'd actually have to flip. Like, I was like, fuck. And so oh, I just keep I rereading the instructions being like, am I, am I wrong? Like, so what you're saying in your defense is that you're inept. <laughs> <laughs> your honor, I'm dumb. <laughs> the... <laughs> I choose to represent myself, Your Honor. In my defense, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah. Would a smart person choose to represent themselves? I don't think so. I don't think. Uh, Jojo, the hairless cat, is chilling in the sun. Oh, my God. Stretching this cat. I like when we record at my place because you can look at my cat. You can make fun of me for my, my life. Yeah, totally. Well, I love it. Personally, uh, well, who are we doing this week? Uh, we're gonna do uh, uh, Lee Tobler, was her name, and cool. she was the chocolate lady. <laughs> 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 She's the creator of the Toblerone. <laughs> wow, well, Lee yeah. Toblerone, <laughs> and <Because> her kids. <laughs> Her casket was like long and divided and little weird yeah. parts. I want you to cut my body into eight pieces. 
<laughs> I think you're only allowed to legally eat a Toblerone at the airport. <laughs> I don't think if you if you saw if you were driving and you saw someone eating a Toblerone, you'd swerve into their car. Absolutely. <laughs> I've swerved into so many cars for people doing stupid <laughs> shit. Um, um so Lee Tobler is um she's the artistic muse of H.R. Geiger, and she had an interesting life, and we'll get wow. into Wow. Yeah. I did not know that H.R. Geiger liked chocolate. H.R. <laughs> Geiger, uh, <laughs> the guy who made the set production for Alien, yeah. and uh, Jonathan, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Davis from Corn. Yeah. Yeah, he made Corn's mic stand. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's get, a fun fact. Yeah, let's like get that. back into that when we, when we come back. Cool. Bye. Yes. It's <laughs> just how you reply to corn. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And then you leave the concert. <laughs> That's corn having a conversation with Lincoln Park. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. That's true. Uh, I just find it so funny that Geiger did. Um, that uh, mic stand? Yeah, for, that's funny. Uh, I've seen Corn live, what? and I've seen Shut that. F- why? <laughs> you well, you know that I used to be a DJ at a radio station that played all that shit. Oh, that's my DJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Don't be a DJ. Give me a BJ. <laughs> I uh, you knew that right? That I was a DJ at one hundred three point seven KRZR, the Wild Hair. That was not. <laughs> Did you do the like ad? Uh, no, like, I didn't. We had, they had a. A Damn, guy already, but the hair. We go up your ass. The hair. Yeah, totally. The but except hair. it was uh in and you're gonna love this. It was H A R E and our logo was like a crazy bunny. Whoa. Uh, Whoa, dude. Yeah. This crazy bunny's going looper? up your ass. <laughs> oh, okay. Hair. I get it. Okay. Yeah, it's a pun. It's a double no wait, triple no wait, quadruple entendre. Double, double. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Got it. Yeah. 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 How um, were they when you saw them live? I mean, they put on a great show. I'm not the. I was never the biggest corn fan. But yeah. the other thing is, like, when you see bands like that live, it's also a reminder, like, oh yeah. I mean, they're big for a reason. They knew how to write songs that people like. Yeah. And. I love that song. Got the life. I fucking love that song. Were, I just love I, I that song. I liked it when it came out, but then like it took a while to just be kind of like, I don't like this. Their whole thing. <laughs> like, well, the problem with that yeah. era in music, I think, is like even really when it, they it was good, mm-hmm. their fans the, and their yeah. tone they represented this whole like tough guy thing that I hated. Yeah, that's uh, true. That really is also like an odd like antithesis to like a lot of how metal started. And it's like, you know, the sadomasochism that, like, um, who's a Judas Priest brought in, or the look, you know, was kind of more of a joke of, like, you know, we're wearing these gauntlets that have the multi-spikes, but it's like, that's like a ridiculous outfit. And then, like, but then, like, when it was, like, corn and, like, new metal, it was like, no, I'm going to fucking punch your face in. Yeah. Get in the mosh pit. Like, it just was Except so it aggro. came from, yeah, it was weird because it was supposedly it all came from this place of being, like, 
losers in high school and mm-hmm. nerds, but then their reaction to it was to be like a tough guy, bro. And yeah. hang out with Snoop Dogg. And I was just like, what's <laughs> happening? I don't understand. <laughs> so here's how fucked up H.R. Geiger is, because that's important to the story, is that this guy's kind of fucked up. Here's how fucked up he is. Before he made that microphone stand, he would only take the project if he listened to Korn and liked their music. And he liked them. Wow. What? <laughs> A lot. That's crazy. <laughs> At an old age, too. He was like 60-something, you know? <laughs> like, and he's like, yep, let's do it. <laughs> So, H.R. Uh, Geiger is just important to the story of Lee Tobler. Okay. Um, because she Lee died Tobler at on. a young age. Uh, she died at 27. Too much chocolate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're going to have Did high you cholesterol. Say that about any death, it's hysterical. <laughs> Too much chocolate. <laughs> death by chocolate. Huh? You ever had that very common dessert? Dave, did you hear Kennedy just died? Too much chocolate. Oh, there it is. Too much chocolate and the back of his head came off. <laughs> you guys chocolated out. Oh, man. Hershey's magic bullet. Well, it would kind of make sense. I mean, she was uh, from Switzerland and like lived in Germany and... Geiger's German, so they they probably did love chocolate. They probably did. <laughs> I'm not trying to be. <laughs> Look, I know a lot about history, and really, the only thing you need to know about Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in the last hundred years, all I'd say you really got to know about Germany is dudes love sausages and chocolate. Sausages and chocolate. They love chocolate so much they had a wall built. <laughs> <laughs> A chocolate wall. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people know about the glory holes put in the Berlin Wall. Oh, yeah. So it's for one side from communism uh, getting sucked off. Absolutely. You know, like a more progressive, democratic. Yeah. uh, The U.S., we we always did the sucking. Yeah. So you'd always put a chocolate (laughs) sausage through and you'd you'd suck it off. (coughs) You suck it off. Yeah. The sausage would come chocolate in your mouth. And then you would be like, I hate Russia. (laughs) (laughs) what is um, happening geiger um as an artist was uh you know homeless and kind of not successful for a very long period of time wow no wonder he he liked chocolate (laughs) (laughs) it was hard to get chocolate dude yeah totally the government uh cut off its chocolate programs Mm -hmm. you no longer giving every citizen their daily requirement of chocolate Uh, yeah totally well they had to pick one chocolate or cheese (laughs) Um, but she met uh, Lee met Geiger when they were both like going to art school at like 18 so they're okay. super young when they first meet and from the get go she's like I want to live a short and intense life whoa is like crazy <laughs> yeah she's kind of like I'm this is what's crazy so when she met him was like so sorry I got a little confused uh, she was born in 1947 and at, in 1966 at Age of 18, that's when she met H.R. Geiger. Got it. Um, yeah, so... 1967, this, the man. I, <laughs> Summer of love. <laughs> well, I wanted to really paint a, like, a picture of the, the time period because she comes off as intensely like depressed, goth, like really? wears black all the time. Geiger, too, wears black all the time. All they do is talk about death and depression and like morbid things. And this is kind of like pre-goth. She's like, this is 1966. <laughs> She's like acting right. like this and talking about like, I want to die very early. And Wow. Cool. <laughs> I mean, not, but you know what I mean? Like, 
I mean, no, like uh, people establishing a genre like that early is really interesting. To but me. I think it's also important for say when when. Uh, she gets phrased often as the muse of Geiger. I think it's also important to realize that they were kind of ahead of their time. And yeah. she's also part of that inspiration of like, there's probably not like a ton of people who are like them. Sure. <laughs> at this point of time. Now, the other thing I was thinking about, it sucks because I really tried to look into her as much as possible. I think I saw a documentary about Geiger years ago and they kind of briefly talked about her. But like, I feel like it's this disservice to talk about someone in every utterance. They're like, she was the muse of Geiger. Geiger, oh, of course, yeah, totally. being the, like, you know, that she artist. only existed in relation to a man. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. Exactly. And I think um, it's like, when I think of a muse, I'm like, well, a person just has to be in a room, and then you're like, I am inspired. Like, right. You're just like an, an angel. But I think it's more like she's literally with Geiger being like, that's good. This is bad. Do, okay. do more of this. Oh, wow. You Muse I mean? is the wrong word then. That's like his partner. It's collaborator. <laughs> yeah, collaborator <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, A lot of history is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole thing where it's like behind every great man, there's a great woman. Uh, that's such a fucked up thing to say. And I always say it's behind like, it. So behind every great man, there's like a person who didn't get any credit. Is that what you're saying? I always, and I always say, and behind every great woman is some guy trying to grab her tits. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. And other fun things to say. <laughs> other fun things. It's true, man. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, I'll give the respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, she's an actress. Uh, she's mostly doing like stage theater. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. not like a ton of work and seems to kind of collaborate with Geiger. And their relationship is like kind of tumultuous in a sense. Like they're frequently using drugs. It's an open relationship on both ends. Oh, so they're together. They're together living in squalor, living in like flats while wow. Geiger's like, I kind of want to make paintings about death. <laughs> like, wow, okay. Like, they're just like living this insanely bad existence. Wow, okay. What kind, like, okay, I guess I was going to yeah. ask what kind of squalor, but I get the, you're saying they're like, they're squatters. It's, or, pr- yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of that, uh, living as cheaply as possible. And uh, it's so funny too, because this is very much of its age and, where this is happening that like just at one point Geiger gets they phrase it he gets a small inheritance and then he buys a house like in the city wow <laughs> so you're like small inheritance like what the fuck it seems like a large inheritance I'm sure at the time it probably was only like you know 10 grand or something and he's like yeah Whoa. I bought a house with you know, Whoa. you know like I think the scale of what you need I wish I were alive then and not now <laughs> <laughs> So they have this uh, open relationship, and uh, it kind of uh, wavers at times where, like, uh, she left him a little bit towards her death. Uh, She left him to go live with a guy in San Francisco. Like, she was like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm in love with this guy. I'm going to go. And she can only live there for 30 days. And she's like, I fucking hate America. I hate this guy. I'm back. Like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, just like completely changes, you know, her life path, like on a whim. Like, where, okay, before that, where were her and Giger living? Uh, they were living in Germany. Oh, right. Zurich. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they were living in Zurich. Um, and she moved to America for how long? 
uh, 30 days. And she was wow. like, I hate this place. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, she's like this German goth who's super fucking like into death. And I wonder just, wait, like, where in America? Because it would San be so Francisco. Fu- oh, okay. It moved to San Francisco. She just shows up in like Ames, Iowa. <laughs> and she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Duluth. Yeah. yeah, totally. I do not understand. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody! <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so she would get really depressed. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off, but and then she met Pitbull, and she was <laughs> like, "I gotta get out of here." I, <laughs> that would save anyone's life. Yeah, to meet Pitbull, Mister Worldwide. <laughs> is there a Mrs. Worldwide? Because <laughs> now there is. <laughs> if you're Pitbull, I'll be Mrs. Um, so, sorry, I'm getting a little, uh, blah, blah, blah. so she had a uh, depression, of course, mm-hmm. uh, had a bit of bipolar going on and, uh, she would be suicidal at times and like disappear for oh, like okay. days and stuff like that. But Geiger and her was kind of like, again, this like bohemian, like loose relationship. She lives with them. She can do whatever she wants though. So it's like, so if she disappears, he doesn't really think much about it. He does. Like he definitely does. Like he said, when she took off for three days, he just started driving up and down the highways and roads, just trying to find her. Whoa. Like, yeah. Now that's love. <laughs> now that's a good When you love somebody. I want to get her back know. so I can talk about death. Yeah. Come back here. I haven't finished painting this demon. <laughs> <laughs> so some people are like, did Geiger's morbid obsession, you know, hurt or, you know, hinder her from getting, in, you know, help or anything like that? Interesting. But also, I think, she had this worldview too, and it, yeah, it, it maybe just wasn't. They probably wound each other yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, he strikes me. Plus, it's just so much chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark that chocolate, dude. You dark got, chocolate. Honestly, you're gonna get depressed <laughs> if you just eat dark chocolate. Totally, dude. You got to get milk chocolate, dude. <laughs> Harvey Milk when life makes gets dark. Make milk. <laughs> you know the saying. <laughs> when life gives you chocolate, make it milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, dude. I always thought it'd be really funny. Look at me. When that, like, if I could have worked at Mad TV for a day, if it still existed, when that movie uh, Milk came out, I wanted to mm-hmm. do like a black exploitation, like ripoff. That's chocolate milk. <laughs> oh my god! I'm chocolate milk, and I am here for your damn ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to recruit you motherfuckers. (laughs) Uh, And other such bad jokes. Um, Milk. (laughs) um, Yeah, so it's so she uh, shot herself at the age of 27 uh, after this part of the club relationship had not, oh yeah that's right um after that relationship hadn't worked out and she'd um she she'd also been really exhausted she'd done a play that was called my woman my leader which sounds not fun <laughs> does not sound like a lighthearted play sure she did like 130 performances you know of this thing it's getting exhausted yeah getting really run down uh sorry it sounded like you. <laughs> what what year is this in that we're talking about that she killed herself. Yeah. I think it was. Oh shit! Uh, 19, oh, it ni- didn't happen yet. <laughs> Sorry. Nineteen seventy-five. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's 
It's interesting also the timing of this because Geiger made Alien. Right. Basically happened. And that was in 1980? I think that was 1979 or 1980. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that, I'll get to, you know, her impact on his work for that. But like, um, it, it's interesting because if uh, she hadn't killed herself, his art became that much darker. Like he really oh. took it incredibly hard. And then like, he started making these like really fucked up imageries, even more so. And that kind of led to them being like, well, this is clearly the artist. We need to do production design. Wow. And then he makes like the most horrific monster, you know, for this yeah. film ever. And like, yeah. Wow. It's interesting in that regard. That It's interesting to think that maybe that's what the phrase H.R. Geiger's muse means. Oh, interesting. And her suicide was his muse. Oh, interesting. Um, um Interesting, because, I mean, he definitely painted her a bunch. Like, his two most famous works are basically, like, her face with all of that biomechanical, you know, imagery that he puts in. Oh, okay, Everything looks like, you know... That's her face. I know those... It looks like a a vacuum, like, fucked a human being. Totally. Like, you know... That's so interesting. I always thought that he just read a lot of, like, Cthulhu... He did. Yeah, right. For sure. But then, like, you know, his whole thing was this bohemian thing of, like, a lot of sex, a lot of, like, dark imagery, and, like, you know, his his work is very erotic. Yeah. Like, you know, and... What's that author's name? I can't believe I'm forgetting the Cthulhu... Oh, uh, H.P. Lovecraft? Yes, Lovecraft. Oh, H.R. Right. Geiger, H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, H.P. Printers. <laughs> uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dropping in at the comedy cellar oh, tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> Everyone with abbreviated names <laughs> gets in. <laughs> I love explaining a joke. That's so funny. Everyone with an abbreviated name. So You know, you know why <laughs> Alien is one of the best uh, horror movies? Uh, for many reasons. I mean, it's it's perfect. Lady with a shaved head. That's why. <laughs> That's the third one. <laughs> Lady with a shaved head. Sinead O'Connor's in this? But the... the the imagery that's so shocking is it's like men getting impregnated. Oh it's yeah, it's all this like rape, like kind of like imagery. On men, really, right. yeah, it's like men get pregnant by force by this, an- wow, like this alien right, thing. Wow, right, right. So fucking insane. It's insane and horrifying. Yeah, yeah. And so, also, yeah, it's shot. They made so many cool decisions in how they shot it. It's mm. shot. It's all dude purposely shot dark mm-hmm. uh it's like a haunted house in space is yeah people say it. Totally. And it literally comes down to shit where it's like where'd the cat go is the cat down this hallway yeah you know instead of a lighter you got a flamethrower you know right. you're just like or a flashlight you know? right it's, like, it's, it's just this haunted house in space and that's why aliens the sequel is one of the best sequels of all time because it just completely goes another direction i still to this day have not seen aliens i shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah i haven't seen no. it yeah we're doing it dude okay <laughs> i made you wow hampton is legitimately I'm upset, so upset. Right? <laughs> i'm so upset it's easily in my top 10 and oh, really a- alien is in my top 10 also. i've seen alien a few are. times i don't know why i haven't seen the sequel it's so fucking you know what it is i don't i'm not really that into horror movies and when it comes up i'm like yeah i don't want to watch a scary movie so i just don't I haven't watched it that's but. an interesting point because the reason i actually believe aliens is is such an interesting and great sequel is because 
it's not really a horror movie. It's an action movie. Oh yeah, and it's James Cameron's one of his most perfect you know films and one of his entries into the business. And it's like they take all this great stuff from the first one of like it's a horror movie. This is like these are the facts of how this world works. And now let's just go in like a hyper you crazy know, action packed up. Yeah, oh, version. Wow. And also they add so many dimensions to like Ripley as a character through that. You know? Oh, so cool! It's, like, it's a perfect sequel. It's like very, very rarely do you look at a sequel and go, that is maybe better than the first movie, yeah. you know? So like, it's in that rare category. Except, I mean, <laughs> Speed 2 Cruise Control, <laughs> and, obviously. And Geiger wouldn't work on the sequel. He was offered and he was like, no, fuck that. Really? Yeah, he was like, I'm, I did it. I already did that. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, so what they did was in the sequel, maybe I don't want to spoil this for you because I do want to make you watch this. There's a queen alien. It's like a bigger version. I know about this. Yeah. So all they did was they just took like some initial designs and stuff that maybe he had laying around and they just like add more spikes and it's bigger and she's got like arm right. tits and like, <laughs> right. they just like fucked it up and just made it way bigger. Wow. Okay. That was their plan. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should see that movie. Dude, we got it. This is like when... I'm you, a kind of a film guy. When you, <laughs> when I made you watch First Blood, I that feel was like... so much fun. I feel like that was worth it. And this yeah. is equal. We'll do it. We'll do <laughs> Aliens next. Sure. You gotta see it. It is stupid dude. that I haven't seen it. So, leading... I mean, it's been out for at least five years. <laughs> <laughs> Versus The Predator? Um so Lee, you know, leading up to her suicide, she's Lee Toblerone. Lee Toblerone. She's getting very um, existentially depressed. She's kind of making good. Well, she on ran her out whole of chocolate. <laughs> she's kind of <laughs> running out on, of chocolate on that promise that she made to herself at a young age of like, I just want to live a short and intense life. So she's yeah. getting to eat as much chocolate as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. Do you want to dig her up and? <laughs> Barrier upside down. <laughs> what? Wait, what While you're making that? these awesome jokes. <laughs> Wait, what? What are we talking about now? <laughs> um, barrier upside down. Is that a thing that people do? It's disrespecting a body. Oh wow. <laughs> you dig so the body can fuck down. the ground. <laughs> um, anyway, go on. I'll stop with my <laughs> chocolate <go>. bullshit. <laughs> I get it. Her name sounds like Toblerone. It does. <laughs> That's why I'm making the jokes. <laughs> I don't write the jokes. The jokes just move through yeah, me. Yeah, they just been, keep... Yeah, I'm I, just a I'm, vessel. I'm merely a vessel. <laughs> like a Toblerone. Like a Toblerone is for chocolate. for chocolate. Yeah. Um, so she's really kind of like meandering in life a little bit. Like she did this play. She didn't really enjoy it. She got exhausted. She's not sure if she wants to keep acting. Well, she's in pieces, much like she's in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a friend of hers is like, Oh, you should open up a gallery. Like you work with all these artists. So like you're a good art, you know, curator and you could probably do that. And like, okay, it, she does. It's kind of successful, but she does. And this is in where in Berlin. Berlin. Zurich. Zurich. Yeah, still Zurich. That's not in Germany. Is it not? Sorry. It's definitely in Switzerland. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. It does sound like they went like back and forth. Like literally, so like her gallery, like sh a lot of the shows she puts on, like they're in German, like the names and stuff. Sure. Well, in Switzerland, there are like three national languages and one part of it is German. Oh, okay. It's the part right next to Germany, I believe. Um, that probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I'm not trying to. Yeah. So most like, of this happened in Zurich. Yeah. Okay. 
And she like, you know, is trying to have fun with the gallery. And she, just like people mentioned, she she tried to have fun and she put on a show called The Shoe Works. Uh-huh. And everybody was supposed to come wearing funny shoes. And Geiger came wearing lo- loaves of bread as shoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like really German and really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see my, my bread shoes? Huh? Look at them. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So this is better than Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That's their one standard. Yeah. As long as it's, as not, long Nazis, as it's not Nazis, I don't give a shit. I think we're good. Bread shoes, chocolate, whatever. <laughs> Bread shoes. <laughs> <clears throat> so when she uh, killed herself, she did it uh, in their bed, and Whoa. she shot herself um, with a gun. And what? There's. Some sort of, uh, it, this might be true, is that apparently like some of her blood and like some bullet fragments might have gone onto a painting that Geiger just has in his house. Still? Yeah. Whoa. Like there's in the documentary, and it's backed up in this other documentary that like someone's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, that's when uh, Lee shot herself. Like, and they're just like, you just have that? And he's like, yeah, you know. Like he doesn't get rid of anything. Apparently, that's another thing. Is like he's like super pack rat. He's kept everything. Really? And like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it might be bullshit though. There's like weird things to Geiger. Like he's a very quiet guy, and he kind of likes to let a mythology about him sure. just kind of happen. Yeah. And he has like he had like a wife who, when they were making Alien, uh, they like Sigourney Weaver and the production crew come over to his house and they're talking about art and everything. And like he has like stuff that looks like skeletons around, and he's like, "That's Lee's, you know, skeleton." And like his wife at the time actually is the one who's like, "That's Lee's skeleton." And like she would tell these stories about how he just has like bones of her around, and he's just like playing jazz piano while like Sigourney Weaver's like listening to this, and she's like, "I don't know if that was real or not." Like it just was cool to hear them talk. Holy fucking shit. The house is already pretty fucked up, so it's totally possible. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, so what is so this you were saying before that when she killed herself, was that around the time that she had just opened the gallery and she was starting to do these weird art shows? I think it was in that year, a little later. Uh, oh, interesting. What had she been doing before that? You said she was an actor. Mm-hmm. Was she just a failed actor? Did she ever get any work? Was well, she no, in any she, movies? She would, but she was an actress, a stage actress in Sw- Switzerland. Oh, that's right. So sure. it's like the market is like you go to all of these like you know art centers and do you know the production local plays, but and, I mean yeah. it's not anything huge. You and don't make also, a lot of money, probably. Also, keep in mind, <laughs> she was only twenty seven. Like she oh, really was. Right. Like it's totally reasonable to not be you know huge in your career at twenty seven. Further along, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or you know maybe had some missteps or something. So like you know, a part of it is also this bohemian lifestyle of like going from like. One boyfriend to the next, in a sense, while staying with one guy, and like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's also fascinating that H.R. Geiger had a wife when Alien was getting made, because that wasn't that long after Lee killed herself. Yeah, yeah. She killed herself in nineteen seventy-six. You said uh, seventy-five. I think seventy-five. Yeah. Um, and so Alien was made four or five years later. That's crazy. Here's a picture of her. If you want to see, it. it's a cool little like. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, it's 1968, and it looks very much like an Austin Powers kind of, you know, weird picture. So she was a model. She did a lot of modeling. Yeah. Uh, she did acting, and she was also really heavily involved in this art world. 
So, right, yeah, setting this is up a the super gal- artistic gallery. photo. She, she knew everyone in the art world, so when she the said photo the we're looking at, by the way, is the main photo on her Wikipedia. <laughs> if you want that for a reference, yeah. Um, man, also, I care a lot more about this now that I know she's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's when it. That's not true. Important. That's when people get important. <laughs> get a good butt, and I'll give a shit. I said people all the time. <laughs> Get a good butt and I'll give a shit. Good butt, good shit. Shit out your butt, you hot fuck. <laughs> Dave's now just manically pacing my room talking about butts. Well, I've been sitting for a long time, and so I decided to stand up and uh, just be one with the so shelf. The, uh, I'm going to stand amidst the shelf while we record the rest of this. Do not intimidate me. <laughs> I'm not going to intimidate you, but I just want to remind you of your, well, I guess scheduling problems. Yeah. Hey, I'm trying to create stuff. It's hard. <laughs> trying to create. That's hilarious. Well, I have a bunch of shit that's doing. Uh, yeah, I get all my furniture from IKEA because I like to create. That's reasonable to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy with projects I have to do by Monday. <laughs> oh no, I meant because you're building it, so you create. That was the joke. Oh, okay. You're creating it out of parts. Sorry, it's so hard to get your jokes when you're across the room from me. <laughs> I'm looking right at you, man. For no reason. Relax. Uh, I hate you, Hampton. Uh, Here, take a picture of how far you are. From me. We're I'm going take to the other right end of the now. room. This is freaking out, Aristotle. Yeah. So, um, it's just an interesting person to me. Um, her uh, her influence on Geiger's work, like her face, is just constantly throughout his work. Really. And. Um, Two of his paintings that kind of started to get him some success early on were of her face, like I said, and they were called Lee One and Lee Two. Wow. And when he showed her Lee One, this painting that helped propel him forward, she hated it and tried to destroy it. No way. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, I don't, you fucked up. Like, this isn't good. Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, these are two like self conscious, mm-hmm. depressed people. Yeah. Uh, like in love. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's it just intense, seems like man. Geiger in interviews with him. I've only really seen stuff where he's older, so I can't say if he's like just slowed down, but he is a very like hard to talk to guy. Really? Seems just very short on words and everything's just like <laughs> depressive. Interesting. These, <laughs> yeah. there are like these depressed couples in history have always been so fascinating to me. They all have so much in common. Like it literally, this relationship sounds like Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, just say it's just that or whatever, but yeah, I mean like it doesn't seem healthy. Yeah. It doesn't seem really healthy. I mean, and you're like, what the guy who just draws vagina spaceships, <laughs> that wasn't a healthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Like, not just vagina spaceships, evil vagina spaceships. <laughs> like, that's, uh, I don't know, there's so much weird sexual imagery with Alien where I'm like, what is his opinion on women? <laughs> like, yeah. What's, like, it's one thing to make a, a doorway look like a vagina. <laughs> but it's, it's another like, thing to make it but, evil. But to actually do it. <laughs> right. And stand by that work. <laughs> I know. It's also Jeez, just really, no. when I found out that he made like he did like all of the art design for that movie mm-hmm. 
I guess it had never really occurred to me that a person did that. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously it had to be done yeah, by yeah. someone. But thinking about the fact that it was one person who designed all of that, that movie is horrifying. <laughs> it is absolutely terrifying. There's so many layers of, yeah, like weird, you know, body horror happening there. Yeah. And it's like, especially, yeah, if you look at like sci fi movies beforehand, how they treat like a spaceship or something like that, it's all like Battlestar Galactica, like, like Star bright Wars. light. Yeah, 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 you can like see the model kit, but just this like, like putting this together. Whereas the alien spaceship looks like it was shit on the floor. Totally, like it's a prolapse stain. It's just all <laughs> totally, totally. It just looks like it's just tubes, <laughs> tubes, tubes. It's just the internet. More tubes. <laughs> yeah, it is really fascinating to me to think about like depressed couples and what that can do because it's interesting. Like we talk a lot on this show about when you're feeling suicidal, when you're feeling depressed, to reach out. And it really is. Like, that is the big thing. Reach out to someone. Call the hotline. Talk to your friends. Listen to shows like this where people are talking about it. You know, do whatever you can to, to like, re- be reminded that you're not alone and it's not the end because it you aren't alone and it's not the end. Yeah. But, but then also there are some unique situations where two people are similarly mm-hmm. sad and suicidal and can be there for each other. But then yeah. you wonder, like, are they pulling each other down? I don't want to say they necessarily yeah. were, but I don't know, man. There's a quote from her. I'm not sure if it's a quote or a poem. And I don't know if this is the literal translation, but it's, it's I think it's dark and I think it's an insight into, like, yeah, this is how she views the world. She said something. It's like, when we find a skull in the woods... <laughs> Like, are we scared because it's dead or because we know something's alive inside of it? Whoa. She's making a point about, like, we know there's some sort of, like, human attachment to death. And, like, you know, that's what we're afraid of. And it's like, it's like, it's pretty interesting, deep, weird thought. And it's like, well, that's okay, another that's side of it, are. too. Like, it's pretty easy to think that things that are goth and gothic and dark are depressive and sad and nihilistic but that's not not necessarily the case i think that just like anything you don't understand there's probably there are probably so many things in there that are appealing for positive reasons yeah i'd um, say this is also it's it's like almost like pre-goth and it seems right. like they're really they're, they're in the fucked up bohemian art world right is where these you know well dramatic you know things are really coming from sure and i think more that what i meant is like just in general the way that the world tends to react to things that are horror centric or goth centric or like it's evil or it's coming from a place of sadness or darkness but i haven't been that person i was never really like goth or obsessed with death and who knows like maybe that quote from her my point is that that makes it sound like her obsession with death is that she was sort of celebrating it. Like, it, it's, it's life. It's, yeah, death it's is life. Yeah, it's definitely a view on life. But, I'm, you know, it does seem like she kind of, you know, went too far with that. And, yeah. and also Geiger not helping, really. But it definitely is like, this is her viewpoint on life. Yeah, what was <laughs> you her... You know what I mean? Did you find anything about what her state of mind was when she killed herself? Because it doesn't... You know, like the state of her brains was everywhere. Uh, now she wrote. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> god. Uh, she wrote um, just a large note on the floor that just said "Adieu." No way. Goodbye. That was your suicide note. Goodbye. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 
and she was depressed and every and you know she had talked about you know co- contemplating suicide like Geiger knew really and it was also really fucked up because uh, the way he puts it he goes it sucked because she was in the most depressed state she'd ever been in and I was in one of my most creative spells ever like, really was just constantly up and she was just constantly down and uh, he probably wasn't like super there for her oh right he just right he's kind of cold so even when he's up I mean his vis- his version of up it means I'm creating a lot yeah and I feel like I'm so I feel make, I feel like I'm making progress yes. I'm happy but that doesn't mean he's like you know buying everybody you know sandwiches or some shit like totally. isn't that a weird thing about like being in a good mood it's hard to even if you've been there so many times it's hard to relate to people who are down when you're in a good mood it just is they're both I think they both have a form of like bipolar going yeah. and it's like yeah so it's like when somebody's up you know so she had just been depressed for a long time she'd been depressed for a while and also was kind of despondent about uh, career, you know, yeah. you could say, and she'd always kind of said, "It's like I want to live a short, fast life, and like I love death." <laughs> and you also said they did a lot of drugs together, right? Yeah, it's hard to say exactly what because they just say they did drugs in a lot of the stuff I've read. They didn't really elaborate on like what type. Interesting, but also kind of everybody was doing drugs in the '60s and early '70s. Yeah, like kind of like now and all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good point. Yeah, everyone always does oh, a lot yeah, of drugs. It's, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people talk about like there's so many drugs in the '60s, man. Like, yeah, everyone's always fucked up. People hate being alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure even like cavemen were trying to get high and like Just licking you know their head against the wall, licking and mushrooms and toads and like rubbing you know <laughs> ramming your head against the wall. Yeah, totally, <laughs> literally like. All right, Gork. All right, listen, Gork. Um, you're gonna stand five feet from me and throw this rock at my face and <laughs> see what happens. It gets you fucked up. It gets up, you dude. fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's it's sort of like banging your head against the wall, but only you get higher. Honestly, one time I I did rock in the face and I got laid, dude. So, uh, have you ever been laid while doing rock in the face? <laughs> rock in the face. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I think this was uh, this was fun, man. Uh, thanks for talking. Oh, dude, you kidding me? That was great. It's interesting. Yeah, I like to. Okay, she's just such a mysterious figure. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, I'd say one is like it doesn't seem like a ton of people took the time to write a ton about her. <sighs> but also, she died young and was kind of aloof and like you know. She liked to just stay with Geiger in his like house and yeah. just create art and just you know like yeah. These people are fascinating to me. It makes me like mm-hmm. it scares me. It scares me about being someone because she sounds like someone who's obsessed with art, wants to be a true artist, and uh, and it scares me because like I was just having a conversation with another comedian about this the other day. Like some comics want to be famous, some comics want a lot of money, mm-hmm. some comics want to be remembered, and that's the one I am. And it's terrifying, the idea, because it's most likely that I won't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, my buddy Brian, uh, he, he was in this <laughs> band dark, called Sweetheart that is like a great fucking screamo band that would like toured and opened for um, some of the screamo bands that got popular. But like, yeah, when you're coming up listening to music or podcasts or reading poetry or whatever the fuck you're into that helps you get through life, um, these artists and these bands are so important to you they seem larger than life and you just think shit like oh if i could only be Hmm. them but when it comes down to it most of the shit you get into especially if you're a nerd for it 
not that many people got into. And most people that are fans of things, if you look at pop music, are fleeting fans. Most things that have a lot of fans, their oh. fans go away pretty one. quickly. Except for the and Bible. So my buddy Brian and his band Sweetheart, they had this song that was their best song, in my opinion, that uh, the chorus was... Uh, Five years from now, no one's going to give a fuck about this but me. Oh, wow. And uh, it's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> it's and true. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And that's what I think about with her. Like that said, it, she looking at what she made and knowing what H.R. Geiger made, uh, she was clearly incredibly talented. If you want to be remembered, how about you don't be so weird? You know? <laughs> yeah. How about if you're going to write a song, you write, it's been one week. <laughs> everyone can relate to that. It's always been one week since something. You want to be an artist? How about you don't draw fucking vagina anus spaceships and you draw dogs playing fucking poker? <laughs> you know, everybody wants to see a dog Dude, playing poker. Do you ima- <laughs> Think about how people would have reacted if one week came out in the 70s. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, this is goth. This is this is so crazy. These people are for sure high. And now we're like, wow, these dads are boring. I think if you released when did you say? One week. What but what time period? Seventies. Seventies. I don't know. Frank Zappa was pretty fucking weird. I was listening to it the other day. I was like, this is garbage and all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. And it's like, it's jokey. Kind of, I was like, yeah. is this fucking, you know, like Canadian? Like, what is it's this? It's really, shit? yeah. One of, one of the songs is, I want a Jewish American princess. <laughs> like, that's hilarious, man. It's so silly. <laughs> Good luck. Or a horny Jewish princess. Is that what it is? Or I don't know. He's a, I'm saying he's a cornball. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Hampton, this was great, man. Thank you so Thanks. much, dude. Hey guys, uh, if you want to support the podcast, check out the Patreon, Patreon, or Patreon, join Facebook, or buy a Feelings T-shirt if you want. But we also just appreciate you listening to our bullshit. Yeah. Hey, there's a link to where you can buy the Feelings T-shirt on the Patreon, Whoa. which is Patreon.com/slash/SuicideBuddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Aw, glad you're alive. Glad you're alive. That was an episode of Suicide Buddies. Ooh, it is rough. I know we got a little deep. We got a little dank. We got a little bit of dark. And we just want you to know, Dave and I, that we don't really take this that lightly. We realize that a lot of people are struggling out there. And we want you to know that if you are dealing with these dark thoughts right now, it would be great if you could call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And they have the resources to help you deal with this in a little bit more of a medically professional way. So we would appreciate that. And we're happy that you're with us. Thanks for listening. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.